Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Benchtown TV. This is Brian here with Paul and producer Dave. And today we have episode three of season two of the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. This episode is going to be chapter 11, The Heiress. And this was a really, 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 really good episode. I think we all liked it we're on the same page with this we get a couple new faces the resolution of the frog lady plot this this was a good episode though yeah moved it forward a lot when the episode time was released we were pissed because we were like why is it it was the meme it was like why are we going down we shouldn't be going up revenge of the sith elevator <laughs> elevator scene it ended up being like the best episode <laughs> i mean maybe in the series so per- gonna say? I, was gonna, I was gonna say in wow. my opinion this might have been my favorite series like uh, episode of this the series as a whole to be honest it was a lot and looking back like this is probably the episode with the biggest like aha reveals like yes finally you know there's some payoff for for a couple of these names that we've been mentioning on the i'll say pound for pound it was my favorite episode just because they crammed a lot of information in in 30 minutes whereas my other content contested uh, favorite episode would have probably been the season finale, but that was Word. a little longer. So I think pound for pound for me, this was a better which, episode, which is a weird statement because it did pack a lot of uh, information in this episode, but it also packed a lot of action yeah. <laughs> and it was the shortest episode. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was watching it. It felt like a full like 45 minute episode. 100%, honestly. You but know it, what it I mean? flew by, though, because yeah. everything was just so good. So I'm excited to get into this conversation. The Alan Iverson of Mandalorian episodes, <laughs> the pound for pound best. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> we ready to get it going? Yes, yeah. sir. All right. So we enter with Mando, Frog Lady and Baby Yoda. They're they're all just asleep in the cockpit. Remember last time we saw them, they were flying from uh, the ice planet to Trask, and they are kind of entering the atmosphere into this uh, moon Trask. And they're all asleep, and they are awoken by an alarm going off, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Razor Crest is in rough shape. Mando says, you know, the landing array is jammed, and, you know, we're we're about to crash land into the atmosphere onto this planet. It's going to get bumpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- eventually he's getting radios in saying you're going to like you know you're going to fast you're going to need to slow it's a down slow zone yeah yeah I mean, it's it's, because, it's the flight control like yeah. calling them like and he actually says before they drop he said we should have just enough fuel to slow us down when we get down there yeah if we but, don't burn to a crisp first <laughs> they didn't burn to a crisp however they didn't have enough fuel because as he's just about to <laughs> land the engine gives and the whole ship just crashes into the water. It was some pretty slick flying, honestly, up until the last second. It was one of those. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. No, because the guy watching him, uh, the, the Mon, the Mon Calamari. Calamari. Yeah. yeah. The, him watching, he was like kind of impressed at first. And then the ship falls in the water and he's like, ah, I thought yeah. he was just like, look at this asshole. Oh my it God. probably was a look of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it totally was. And uh, I just got, complete parts of the caribbean johnny depp vibe 100 percent. when yep. he just like his ship is just underneath yep. the water <laughs> as he gets there and he's just shaking his head um and i thought i mean he didn't land it but nothing bad happened and the way that he made the frog lady like hold the lever yeah and the, the way she was reaching back for her eggs i was like dude something bad is gonna happen they're gonna crash after they, they made it out <laughs> no he finessed it pretty well yeah, they were just yeah. adding stress mm-hmm I also thought his landing program was really cool. How he had to like line up that little yeah. green circle in Hexagon. the screen. It's all yeah. cool. hexagon. Thing, hexagon. Yeah. Yes, we got the opening titles. Da-da. Yeah. <laughs> and then we saw the air and we were like, "All right, 
is yeah. going to be pretty sweet. And then they get the ship out of the water pretty. They I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's damaged already, but it's an ATAT actually that pulls it out. Is yeah. it exact? It looked like it a modified was, one. It was a modified ATAT, but that, they have more uses than just, you know, blowing up. Planets. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. They probably recommissioned them from the war. They're obviously not being used yep. as weapons anymore. That, one of the Easter I thought that I was a really cool looking thing. Yeah. And they turn it into a crane, but the ship gets pulled out of the water and it just, I guess, is it just right to the frog lady? Like she's croaking away. So Mando oh, yeah, approaches the, the Mon Calamari man that was watching him land and asks if he's able to fix the razor crest. And the guy says, you know, I can't fix it, but I can make it fly again. Mando gives him what we find out to be a thousand credits, which mm -hmm. is a decent amount. And then he proceeds to, uh, to reunite frog lady with frog man he Mando's goes doing a lot with his uh currency he's like he flexes it a lot this episode yeah. he's just he doesn't even give a fuck uh the dock worker goes i'll fuel her up i you know if she holds fuel yeah, like, i don't even know fuel yeah. anymore <laughs> that thing is destroyed no nah, it does look beach of shit now and it was just underwater too so and it's then, in rough shape as soon as this frog lady is kind of crying out. I was like, all right, here it is. It's going to be a slow motion run together <laughs> with their arms out, like love scene. And it was. But I felt yeah. I had some of the, the best feels during this scene. You know, just seeing them reunite was it, it was a mission accomplished, man, for Mando. <laughs> and Mando's just sitting there. You know, he's smiling under the mask. He has yeah. to be. So it was a very uh, heartwarming scene right here. That yeah, they we get a lot reunite. of uh, both speaking frog subtitles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we have like I thought it was funny. Baby Yoda was like whining when Mando said they had to go away because he is gonna miss the eggs. Yeah, and he stuff. misses the eggs. <laughs> so the frog man seemingly goes over, like shakes his hand, says thank you, and frog speak. And Mando is just <laughs> like, listen, I was told you could leave me to others of my kind. Let's get to let's get to hard brass here. Yep, straight and, to business. And the frog man points to the inn. Um just down the road or whatever they start walking and, and some well, lady is yeah, uh, yeah, staring yeah. at him as they go into the inn fun fact though that's sasha banks it's actually another wwe women's yeah. wrestler so really? we had um whoever that Cara Dune. yeah Cara Dune, whoever that actress was and now we have sasha, sasha banks so pretty that's cool sweet. yeah makes sense i mean they do a lot of combat scenes so exactly. it makes sense they it's would a good uh, fit for outsource it to the wwe and yeah then, she's in like a, a cool looking black robe but mando turns his head to look back and boom, boom, she's gone. She's gone. <laughs> and then they go into the bar, and it's like these tubes above every table that look it's like slop. A, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> chowder. Yeah, they're serving yeah, chowder. They're serving chowder. It's like a mix between nasty chowder and the stuff they eat in the Matrix. Even Baby Yoda is hesitant to eat it. <laughs> like if Baby Yoda, even if Baby Yoda is hesitant to eat it, you know it's probably not the best. Yeah, stuff. it's some <laughs> sketchy stuff. Yeah, I like how they like. Mando sits down and goes, yeah, nothing for me, but chowder for the kid. Yeah, just, I think so, he says for my friend, uh, yeah, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the bartender starts yelling at him. He's like, well, you can't just sit in here. You have to buy something. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty busy place. You have to eat something. Otherwise, it's a wasted seat, essentially. And, and Mando immediately says, oh, I can pay for something else. How about some information? Slides him some of the Mon Cal Calamari money and says, have you seen others that look like me? Uh, the Mon Calamari waiter replies with others with Beskar have been through here. I know someone who might be able to take you to them. And then he walks away and starts talking to a Corin man. Uh, I, was Corrin. I was cracking up right here when Baby Yoda is just kind of like slapping the chowder. Yeah. With the I was actually cracking up. He's just playing with the food. You know, something's swimming in there, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, and Corin is just another race of aliens. It's right. kind of another squid like. kind of important. He kind of looks episode. like uh, Davy Jones from <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually like went on Wikipedia for this one. Hell yeah. Um, and it turns out that the Corn and the Mon Calamari share a home planet, mm -hmm. not this one. I was I was reading it and it didn't have a picture. And I was like, all right, let's see if the description actually fits what they were. And it was like, um, uh, they're humanoids with squid-like heads that vaguely resemble Cthulhu. And I was like, yep, okay. Yep. We're talking, we're talking <laughs> yeah. about the right thing now. So while, while they're having their conversation, we do get this little squid attack from out of the soup of Baby Yoda. It like, attaches itself to his face. And then Mando just whips out a knife and says, don't play with your food. <laughs> it was Great so funny. Scene. Funny interaction. Yeah. He stabs the squid yeah. or something real yeah. quick. Then this Corrin, he, he's a ship owner he's like a ship captain fisherman sort of dude but this corn man agrees to take mando to others of his kind and says they're only a few hours sail away so that takes us to this corn guy's fishing vessel yeah well i don't <laughs> trust this dude no this guy sucks he's well catchy. i mean it was weird because when the uh mon calamari when the bartender walked up to him in the first place if you had the subtitles on it said like there's mandalorian he's looking for others of his kind he was asking about passage He's wearing best car. And as soon as he said he's yeah. wearing best car, the dude stood up and, yeah. and walked oh, really? over. So I was like, all right. Something this is yeah. he's not trustworthy. Yeah. I didn't even it's, catch that. Especially because like the way he talked, he was like, I and like chuckled, like, oh, it'll mm -hmm. cost you. Yeah, he was being an asshole. I just I didn't I honestly didn't expect it, but it, it was a good scene. So that takes us aboard the fishing vessel and this this Corrin man is just absolutely gassing up the Mamacore eating. He's just like, dude, have you ever seen this? It's the coolest thing in the world. Make sure you get as close as physically possible. Like, bring the kid over. Yeah. It's awesome. And I'm like, all right, dude, relax. Make it even more obvious. But, however, though, this is actually a new species introduced to the Star Wars lore, I guess. So oh, really? it's never been talked about before. So I guess he had a right to, you know, flex it off a little bit yeah. if it's never okay. been introduced before. I so. did. I looked it up on uh, again because I didn't know if that like was moving the ship mm -hmm. or if, or what was happening. It turned out it was just, you know, he had it in captivity, but just a pet. That was all they said on the page was every it was three sentences just from this episode. Yep. That's what it was. It's first time we That's ever funny. see it. Yeah. So he has every right to flex it off, but yeah, draws Baby Yoda and Mando close to the Mama Core, just pushes Baby Yoda right into the pit. Yeah, he like whacks it with his fishing spear or whatever. He's like, we missed feeding her this morning, so it's extra hungry. Baby Yoda gets completely consumed by this thing's mouth, which luckily is... the crate closes. So Baby Yoda yeah. himself is safe for the time being. But yeah, yeah, he's trapped in there. The cradle. The cradle is so cool. It's so Baby perfect. Yoda's little pod thing. <laughs> it is so perfect. The uh, guy with the corn played it off kind of nice. He was like, yeah, we usually feed him in the morning, but we mm. missed it because we were going out to port. Like, <laughs> he just slaps it. And, uh, but Mendo The first thing I thought was, all right, he better have a slow death. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. deserves it. Yeah, for harming our best friend, Baby Yoda. I mm. feel like nobody who harms Baby Yoda is ever going to live very long. No. Like that's, I think that's just... We should get a stat check on that, but it's definitely 100% of the time. If you fuck yeah. with Baby Yoda, you're dead. I mean, the finale <laughs> the, of season one, the stormtrooper that had him in a bag and yeah. it was making noise, he just slapped it. 
he died. Yeah, Both of them died. Yeah. From, uh, what, what's the droid's name? IT twelve. IT eleven. IT eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is it IKI or IK or something? We're definitely fucking that up. But anyway, <laughs> Mando jumps into the pit as well to save Baby Yoda. They close the hatch to the the pit yeah. essentially. So now Mando is one hundred percent trapped in there with the Mama Core. IG eleven. IG eleven. There we go. There we go. So, but Mando realizes that they like kind of close the grate on him. So he has to go up for air, but he's completely screwed because he has to stay up for air. And while he's staying up, they're like stabbing at him with their spears. They want to drown him. That's the goal. Yeah. Well, they want to take his best car. Yeah, take his best car. So they just need him to die so that they can go and clear it out. So all hope seems lost until the other Mandalorians appear. And the Mandalorians are so badass with their jetpacks. I'm glad we got a lot of action with the Mandalorians this episode because it really just they like strut around as if nothing's wrong and they just get shit done. So this was a very efficient scene, if you say so. Uh, I just absolutely loved it. We were definitely screaming. Yeah, uh, me and Emily were like, no way, like, yeah. let's go. I mean, he's been searching and he finally found him. And I was like, all right, they're not like, they're not fakes like uh, Cobb Vanth. Right. They, yeah. they can really move. They yeah, can, they can uh, actually they move. Can they know really what they're moving. <laughs> so exactly. they end up getting Mando out of there and they make a really slow scene where she goes, grab my hand. And then he grabs it. And then it like, zooms in on them clasping hands for some reason it's a, it's emphasizing you know mando's with his people yeah well, so yeah. On, on, so we think, unity you know? yeah it's unity. mandalorians exactly. in numbers again yeah. yeah and and then he says the kid the creature has it Casca reeves who we find it out to be right dives in immediately like i'm on it I'm yeah like, what a badass talk about strutting around it takes her like three seconds you see some explosions coming from the bubbling from the water and boom she's got baby yoda safe and sound so they're they absolutely just ran train all over that pirate ship. I don't even know if you want to call it a pirate ship, whatever. It's but. a fishing vessel. I feel like they were all fishermen that just kind of run this sketchy operation and steal people's yeah, exactly. shit. But anyway, Mando starts to thank them. He's just like, I've been looking all over for more people of my kind. And immediately all three of the Mandalorians take off their helmets. And Mando, his first question is, where did you get this armor if you guys aren't Mandalorians? And that's and- what, like, I, th- I I was thinking the same thing, too, because it's the same thing Cobb Vanth did. Like, they introduced with yeah. all the armor on, then take the helmet off, so you know they're not the Mandalorian kind that Mando is. Yeah. So, so uh, she says to that question, I've had this armor in my family for two generations, where I was like, oh, wait, okay, so she's legit. I don't yeah. understand what's going on. Yeah. So we the, get a little breakdown here. The third Mandalorian, Casca Reeves, says, I think he's one of them. And then we have Bo Katan say, Dank Farrick. Second time <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, uh, you know, my name's Bo Katan of Clan Krees. I was born in Mandalore and fought in the Purge. I am the last of my line, and you are a child of the Watch. Children of the Watch are a cult of religious zealots that broke away from the Mandalorian society. Their goal was to reestablish, or rather, is to reestablish the ancient way. So we know there's a kind of clash between mm-hmm. two types of mandalores i guess there's well, one that's a religious think, side of it i think and one they're that's... just a faction that wanted to preserve the old way which seems like a lot more intense and traditional like and I, yeah i was going to say so off of that it's traditional whereas i think what bo katan represents is more of like a governed society of mandalore where i think I, I think i was looking into this and it was basically saying that bo katan runs 
family had run Mandalore mm. essentially as a government, and the watch was basically also known as I think the Death Watch. Okay, Death Watch. Yeah, and that, they that rebelled against the government, who is Bo-Katan's family, or something like that. Regardless, there's a clash between these two. So, yeah, yeah. Which is wild. I, yeah. Well, I was mad. It brings <laughs> because it brings more subcontent to it, it brings more lore because we know about the purge, and it, it was crazy because the way she talked about it seemed like. Uh, the watch were a smaller minority of Man- they, Mandalorian. They were, this was actually explored in the Clone Wars. Now that I, I'm remembering, they they were referred to as the as the Death Watch, and it was exactly that. They were just a smaller minority faction. I forget exactly what it was, but I think they were a lot more hostile and violent towards just everything in general. They weren't a good faction of people, but they kind of just ruled over this. Uh, I think it was a moon around Mandalore and just kind of split away, like Bo-Katan says, from okay. the main Mandalorian society. Cool. Which is they, insane because they were a small fraction, but now after the purge, they are, are a huge portion of the remaining they're Mandalorian. They're probably a majority Most now. likely, yeah, yes. They're probably a majority. Yeah, they probably had an easier time escaping the purge because they weren't with the main Mandalorians and on Mandalore. Bo-Katan explained, she was like, I come from Clan Kree's. I fought in the Purge. I was born on yeah. Mandalore. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't get more Mandalorian. Like, I'm she's more Mandalorian than Ma- our buddy Mando. Is, yeah, you know? seriously. Like, <laughs> so, And when she says that their goal is to establish the ancient way, Mandalorian says, there's only one way, the way of the Mandalore flies off any jetpacks right out there yeah (laughs) like a badass you don't it's a goosebumps walk away from from new girl Mm -hmm. like you don't get a time to respond and then he gets to the docks at night which is never a good idea to walk the docks at night and we get another quarren come out he says hey you killed my brother and man was like all right like let's not do this and then all of a sudden, a bunch there's about of them ten of them. There's about yeah. ten car, maybe yeah. even more, fifteen car in there, just ready to jump, man. Yeah, they're they're just jumping on. You killed my brother. Now I'm gonna kill your pet. They start moving in, and then the the Mandalorians obviously fly in, and four Mandalorians can take on like ten fishermen, no problem. So then, he didn't kill your brother. I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. They literally. It takes three seconds for them to just wipe out all those cars. The Mandalorians are badass. It was so cool. They wipe them all out, and Bo-Katan says, can we at least buy you a drink? So they all go to the bar, and Bo-Katan just kind of starts explaining what they're doing on Trask right now. So she says, Trask is a black market port. They're staging weapons that have been bought and sold with the plunders of our planet, meaning Mandalore. Uh, We're seizing these weapons and using them to retake our home world. Once we've done that, we'll see the new Mandalore on the throne. And Mando responds with that planet is cursed. Anyone who goes there dies. Once the Empire realized they couldn't control it, they made sure nobody could. And Bo-Katan says, you know, don't believe everything you hear. Our enemies want us separated, but the Mandalorians are stronger together and united. That was that was what the handshake close up was for. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Mando just kind of says that, hey, that's all well and good, but I'm on a different mission. I've been quested to reunite Baby Yoda with the Jedi and Bo-Katan finally gets the point and says, I can lead you to the Jedi, but we need your help on a mission. Mm -hmm. I do want to emphasize too, Bo-Katan does mention too in that uh, little rant saying uh, they want her, one of her other goals is to put someone on the throne. She, I, I think in this scene, she doesn't specifically say she wants herself on the throne, but she does want a Mandalore 
on the throne. I mean, the title alone, the heiress, the heiress. Yeah, she she explicitly says later, later in the episode, she does say she wants to be on the throne. But here Mm -hmm. she she, that's one of her goals. And I liked how she asked, what do you know of the Jedi? He was like, nothing. Literally, whatever you told me, I was going to believe you could have lied to me. It doesn't matter. (laughs) She says, we need your help for a job. And then they go over to the ship. They're sitting on it like the hood of a car in an 80s movie. And she says, hey, you, you see that Imperial Gazanti freighter? We're going to take it. Well, she doesn't even say we're going to take it. She goes, you know, we're, we're going to need some of the weapons off of it, whatever. They're moving yeah. weapons. If you help us take some of the weapons, we'll tell you where the Jedi are. And Mando isn't happy about the situation, but agrees to help. Mm-hmm. So they say that according to the ports manifest is going to depart at first light. And she kind of says that per the area's code, like they have to go at cruising speed and altitude for, I think it's while they're in like the Harbor zone or something like that. Yeah, it's just, So they're going to be flying low and slow for a while before they can enter, you know, climb into the atmosphere and enter hyperspace. So no, she says no wake zone. Like when you're going through jet skis and yeah, yeah exactly. And exactly. That's what I was thinking. Mando <clears throat> Mando drops off Baby Yoda with the fish people. Just says, "Hey, fish people, and, uh, frog people." <laughs> I'm sorry. People. He uh, drops him off with the frog people. Just says, "Hey, can you watch this kid? I got to do go do a mission." And we get to the mission right away. <laughs> that is such a funny concept. He's just like a human guy bringing this Baby Yoda to two frog people and just being like, "You guys can babysit, right?" <laughs> baby Yoda like, was happy to be reunited not? with the uh, the eggs and everything. He was so mesmerized. funny. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and he and he's looking at the what do you call it container where the eggs are floating on. I think one hatches and it starts swimming around in there. Yeah, and, and he's probably thinking, "Damn, that looks yummy." At the time, he was probably thinking, "Yeah, this is this looks yummy now that it's hatched." But cue the epic rock music. Yeah, the heist so begins, yeah. baby. That music was scene. it was so dope. The the soundtrack right there, I liked it a lot. So immediately. The Gazanti class cruiser departs, flying at low altitude and speed, and the Mandalorians jetpack onto it. The reason they couldn't just stow away, by the way, is that it it scans for life forms before right. it takes off. So they're going to let it scan for life forms, let it take off, and then jetpack onto the ship, which is exactly what they do. They jetpack onto the side, and they're so coordinated and just they take out like four people like it's nothing. Well, I, I was going to say they blew it. Because, oh, because one of them is able to raise the alarm. Yeah, like yeah. the first guy they take off, they're like, all right, five seconds after we land, we're going to throw the stormtrooper over the windshield so they know we're here. <laughs> um, That's true. He also gets the comp. One of them gets the comp off. Yeah, they yeah. say enemies alert or yeah, something Yeah, they, like they scan eventually and they're like, hey, there's four life forms. But yeah, the Mandalorian eventually break their way into the ship. It's I like sh- how when he went over the windshield too, one of them was like, pirates! Yeah, and I was like, dude, that's why yeah. I was saying pirates earlier. But, yeah, yeah, when I said J- uh, Jack Sparrow at the port, I mean, every episode has been a movie. Like the first one yeah, was an old western, old western. Second Samurai. one was like straight out of Alien with like the eggs coming out. Yeah, in the end on an okay. ice planet. Do you think they're doing this on purpose? And like this one was like straight up Pirates of the Caribbean. They have to be doing this on purpose. I, like, I just like the maybe, different themes. Yeah, I was gonna say so maybe it's I. not like based on these movies, but they're just all different themes, which yeah. is really cool. So we get the Mandalorians kind of start advancing through the ship. They enter into this hallway and they take out this platoon of stormtroopers that are all at the end of the hallway and this is a really cool coordinated attack they just like consistently advance closer and closer to the troopers by like going from pole to pole it's 
<laughs> they just have like a very coordinated attack. I just started laughing because we were watching this and Emily said the funniest thing. And I was like, you're absolutely right. She was like, why do they keep building their ships like this so they can be invaded? Like, why do yep. they just why don't they just take those little like nook and crannies and out of the hallway and you won't be able to get you know boarded yep. so easily? I think that would have been the answer to so many movies and episodes. In she, Star was, Wars. she was like every Star Wars we watch Princess Leia. Would, this. And I was like, you're right. Princess Leia would have never escaped with yep. Han Solo. If yeah, they, they could just like hide behind that. And then they oh shoot into gosh. the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Emily has very good input. She called out in episode one, just putting the the grenades around the bantha. That is so funny. And she's absolutely correct. She totally ruined it for me because later on in the episode, they do it again. The same thing. They're trying to get to the bridge. These scenes are kind of like mash cuts between the Mandalorians advancing through the ship and the captain and these two pilots that are in the bridge. So back in the bridge, we get a true one of the stormtroopers radioing in and he's like, there must be like 10 of them. And then the pilot says, well, life force scanning only says that there's four of them. So obviously, like the stormtroopers are completely overwhelmed and the captain just tells the men to start climbing right now so that they can get into hyperspace. Mm -hmm. That's just the basically the way for them to I don't know what that would do for them, but would it like fuck up the Mandalorians in some way if they make that jump or is it just it gives them a chance to like teleport to somewhere that they can. That's what it is. Okay, Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. So they're still in the harbor zone. The pilot's like, but we can't until we leave the harbor zone. He's like, screw that. Start climbing, bitch. Yeah. This is like one of the higher ups just flexing his muscle. His name was literally the captain. Yeah. Um, And it really did do some damage to like the ships and stuff underneath and some of the dogging. Or it could have at least. It did um, create a wake because Mm -hmm. they. But uh, they get up there and the captain radios back to one of his other lieutenants, I guess, and says, just hold them off until we get out and we can make the jump. And the guy says it to all the other stormtroopers, like, all right, we just got to hold them until we can make the jump to hyperspace. And they're all staring at the elevator door and yeah. comes out immediately. The guy takes one shot. He's like, close the doors. Like, close the doors. <laughs> yeah. What doors? All of them. Close all close the doors. All the and doors. He, right after he, yeah, he fires one shot and immediately goes to hide behind yeah. like a crate. And they're protecting <laughs> the cargo bay. So they're, they're protecting the weapons that the Mandalorians are after. And the dude, like, proudly, he locks him in a room and he proudly, like, calls back the captain and says, We have him pinned down. Like, we have him locked. And he's like, Really? Where did you lock him? In the cargo control room. And the dude's just like, Are you kidding me, man? I just wrote <laughs> LOL idiots for this. Just like, they just didn't think that one through. But yeah, yeah, the Mandalorians open the cargo chute. They all fly out. So it's just the people in the brig now left on the ship, essentially. Yeah. I mean, they're radioing in, like, Hey, can you hear me? Not getting anything for a little bit. And of course, Bo Katan picks it up and is saying hey thanks for packaging all these nice shiny things up for me Mm -hmm. yeah they're gonna look real nice in the hands of a division of mandalorian soldiers (laughs) like thanks boss that's awesome imagine what what they're doing which is regular blasters imagine if you get all of those people with those guns oh Stormtroopers are essentially fodder, but like an army of Mandalorians is a very very dangerous that's not fodder that's fodder right there so the so the captain kind of retaliates at Bo-Katan and says, if you jettison any more of these weapons, like run or hide as you may, we'll comb the entire an- area and we'll 
go after you. We'll hunt you guys down. And she says, no, that's not going to happen because we're going we're intending to take the entire ship. Like this ship is ours now. Bo-Katan like gets off the horn with the ship captain and the pilots and Mando reminds Bo-Katan, hey, this is not what I signed up for. And then we get a nice Bo-Katan quote. She says, there's something I need if I am to rule Mandalore, something that was once mine. They know where it is and soon so shall I. If you want to find the Jedi, you will help me retake this ship. And Mando is kind of pissed that she's changing the terms of the arrangement that they met, yeah. like made, and he calls her out for it. But then Bo-Katan says, this is the way and uses it in the exact form that it should never be used yeah, because not, she's being <laughs> not using this phrase, right? No, <laughs> no, not at all. She's being sleazy. She had, I noticed in this scene, a scar over her right eye. Do you know? I didn't if even that was I didn't like, even notice that it, it was like a really faint. But is that anything of Probably. significant? Like that I know of off the yeah, top like, of my head. It's like probably. she got it in the purge or something. Yeah, <laughs> she probably did. Honestly, if she get pr- that was a pretty gruesome battle f- place. So I'm sh- sure she got it there. Yeah, I couldn't say those words for the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah I struggled. Sure I was <laughs> laughing at you. It's definitely not, a battle place. Could not Too get funny. that one out. But definite battle. This place. this is when it goes back to the cockpit, and Moff Gideon hops yeah. up on the okay. hologram. I got goosebumps whenever he's on the screen. He he just agree, steals every man. scene. He's so he kills good. it. Some he, actors are just like that. When you see him on screen, it just it just triggers something yeah. in you. So good. He, he's saying the captain that is that uh, we need immediate backup. We have pirates that have boarded and they're coming on our way to the uh, bridge. You know, and the Moff Gideon says, you know, how far have they come? And when he's when the captain says, you know, they're almost at the bridge. He says back to him, you know, if they've taken that much of the ship, you know, this it is an option for us to give you reinforcements. You know what to do. Long live the empire. And the two pilots, like 20, young 20 looking guys are like the look completely I would, flush and are just like, uh oh, like we're screwed. That's the look I would have given. And I, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The captain just blasts the two pilots and goes kamikaze. Yeah. yeah. Just puts the ship in a nosedive. I'm a fucking kamikaze crashing into everything. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> after he's saying like long live the empire, like mm-hmm. Jesus. So then we get a flash to the Mandalorians who once the ship enters a nosedive, they get like shaken up. They realize what's going on, but they're pinned down in another hallway by one of the Mandalorian says six to ten troopers. Two of them seem to have heavy repeating blasters. So they're pinned down and they can't really advance. Who else but Mando? Like, (laughs) nice. Uh, This kind of didn't make sense to me because I was like the stormtroopers, like your captain is literally scuttling the ship right now he's going to kill you they could and be, everybody else they like could be die hard long live long the empire, live the empire yeah, they could just be like they understand who knows i personally wouldn't be part of that i would be trying to get the fucking this, captain i would be getting the escape pod yeah or an escape pod anything instead of shoot there sitting there defending the door <laughs> but i mean whatever maybe they are long live the empire clones but mando uh does a self-sacrifice kind of move here he whips out two of his little desk bombs almost these little like he circular kills it. they're just like semtex grenades. yeah little semtex grenades or he's, something. he just books it down the cover, hallway cover, cover me. me yep and he's just taking <laughs> these blaster bullets it. he's a beast the best car is holding up but you can tell that he's feeling it he drops to the floor yeah. and as he's dropping to the floor chucks the semtex and they land perfectly at the feet of the stormtroopers blow the whole will blow that part of the ship up and make a clear path for the captain's hall and one little detail that I thought was cool, out of everybody there, uh, Reeves and Mandalor- Mando just hop in the two driver's seat to save the day. 
Like they were yeah. the ones that immediately jumped in there. Yeah. And we know it was really close because before that, Reeves was saying like, oh, like we're at 10,000 yeah. feet or whatever. <laughs> it was a close call, though. But um, yeah, but they do end up saving it. They bust into the captain's deck. Basically, Bogotan grabs him and is questioning him like, all right, where the fuck is the dark saber? Where is like who has it? Where well, is it? He says, does where's the dark saber? Does he have it? Yeah. Mm. Referencing Moth, obviously. Yeah. I think we're getting pieces together that Moth is is kind of currently in charge of Mandalore. Yeah. But the captain responds with, if you're asking me, then you already know. So that's confirmation. Now Bo-Katan knows that Moff Gideon has the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. She says, like, he might have it now, but you're taking me right to him. Mm-hmm. Captain was like, nope. Bites on not a cyanide pill, uh, an electric shock pill. Yeah, it yeah, that was crazy. kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it was a little Star Wars twist to the, uh, the <clears throat> death by suicide. But yeah, he bites something. <laughs> Static just runs through his body and he drops. And then we get Reeves say that we got to get out of here because... You know, the Imperial captain already sent a distress signal and Bo-Katan tells Reeves to prepare to go into hyperspace. And, you know, she kind of has this moment with Mando says, are you sure you don't want to join us? And Mando responds that he still has to take care of baby Yoda and complete that. But Bo-Katan leaves it on good terms, says offer is is going to be open ended. So, you know, if you ever change your mind, come contact there, he's going to contact. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's going to join up. I mean, they saved his ass how many times that episode? Like one, like two times at least, and mm. that's not even including what happened on the ship. So, well, he saved them too. Yeah, but they I saved each other. It's like once you go to battle with someone, you know, they become a friend in a sense. So I think Mando is definitely going to be calling on uh, these Mandalorians for help in the future, yeah. and it's it's I pretty it's pretty much guaranteed. I yeah. feel like he but, asked him, you know, where can I find the Jedi? immediately because he's not leaving without that info and then you got the long quote a few times uh i actually don't have the quote but like do you have the yeah. quote word <laughs> <laughs> this is such a change of pace i love it yeah. uh she said take the fouling to the city of kaladin on the forest planet of corvus there you will find Ahsoka Tano. Go, go, man. Yeah. So many good references this mm-hmm. episode. This was the, the the cherry on top. Tell her you were sent by Bo-Katan. Uh, thank you for your bravery. It will not be forgotten. Yeah, so spoilers for the, for the newly released final season of the Clone Wars animated series, but one of the final episodes is like Ahsoka helping Bo-Katan like liberate the planet of Mandalore from Darth Maul. Hmm. So they end on very, very good terms. This is almost a couple decades ago. I'm not sure if they've been in contact since, but if, if Bo-Katan knows her whereabouts, then probably, Hmm. but they leave each other on very good terms. I would, I would assume that if, if Mando were to go and say, Bo-Katan sent me, he would be met with a lot of, uh, Open friendliness arms, open yeah. arms like oh Bo-Katan sent you that's good they've been through a lot together but I think there's a respect there such a good name drop we know we're right yeah. around the corner from seeing some some more greatness yeah. from this episode. I'm pretty sure Rosario Dawson has not even yet been confirmed as like her ad- actress really? like I don't think she has an IMDB credit for it hmm. yet so like I'm not even sure if she's can be confirmed being in this season or if it's going to be like later Coming on down. I 
I think I was a show you never can tell if they're going to give us Ahsoka like next episode or if there's just going to be another four random in my, episodes. In my impression, I feel like we're going <clears> to <throat> we're due for another random episode. I think next episode, I think one or two. Yeah. But so what I was spitballing is they did give us Boba Fett in episode one. The Razor Crest is currently in shambles. So I could see him flying it back to Moss Eisley to get Motto to like fix it up. And then we could get a run in with Boba Fett. Mm, OK, definitely uh, makes sense. That would yeah. be a good. I wouldn't be upset with that. The crest definitely has to get fixed. Oh, there's yeah. Let's I guess let's finish this out. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, can yeah. definitely describe the crest condition here. So, mm-hmm. so Mando just jetpacks off the ship like a boss, like mm-hmm. the Frider. Um, goes back to the frog people, picks up Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda is looking at this cute little tadpole. He's crying. Well, he's when he picks him up, Baby Yoda's crying because he wants to keep him as a pet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then Mandalo- the Mando, Mando responds. He's just like I don't have enough. Like, I have enough pets as it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Which so is funny. so accurate because Baby Yoda is just like a dad. Yep, Baby <laughs> Yoda's so a funny. handful, man. There's no way he could have brought another pet on board. <laughs> but it's that like, was a funny scene. Yeah, he's like uh, the babysitter that movie, and he's the rock. Yeah, it's just exactly. like yep, yep, perfect way, perfect contrast right there. So they get back to the dock. Yeah, and he's talking to the dock worker. And he says, I gave you a thousand credits and this is the best you could do. You can even see it. It yeah. literally looks like they put a giant bandage on the thing and yeah. said, all it right, it's terrible. Yeah. And he's like walking through the ship and there's like nets and like fishing gear all over the place. The and chairs were replaced, weren't they? Were, were they the I'm same not sure chairs? If they, there were nets over the chairs. It was very weird, yeah. but he's just looking around. And he's like, Mon Calamari. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. He's pissed. And there's this like kind of starfish looking thing like slithering over to baby yoda and it's like dropping it's about to like start biting him and then mando just turns around and grabs it without even looking without even looking (laughs) and then baby does he eat it baby yoda eats it we don't see him eating it it, but we see him like slurping Slurping. up one of the tentacles so he totally ate it and then then mando says i finally know where i'm taking you but it's going to be a bumpy ride and that's our episode great like i said earlier probably my favorite episode pound for pound alan iverson without a doubt right here this was so good i don't disagree yeah this was an awesome one and i think it it was really cool seeing bo katan what it seems like they're setting this series up to be is one of the end game is a mandalorian you know kind of a coup to try and take back the planet and i think mando is going to be a big part in that and i think bo katan is obviously going to be a huge part of it she's like the obvious choice to be the next mandalorian ruler uh like she said when she was questioning the captain and talking to mando about it she has had the dark saber before and she wants to be the leader again so this is cool where this this series is going mm-hmm. yeah and like you were saying <clears throat> i could see them getting to corvus at like the end of this season and all the episodes in between are just like individual adventures of meeting different characters. And I would be fine with that. I I could totally see like the last scene of the entire season of, excuse me, I could see the last scene of season two being Ahsoka Ahsoka face reveal, Yeah, you know, like them landing and then we just see her. As long as we get a lot of like action in between then and good story along the ride, I'm all in for that. I wouldn't be upset with that. But if we get it, you know, next episode, two episodes, I'm also in for that. percent. But I I was kind of theorizing in my head as we were talking through this episode it, like do we know like is moff gideon mandalorian like do you think he was like born on mandalore do you no. think he, no i don't think so because i was just like in my head just like this is just all 
obviously tinfoil hat here, but I'm just like, oh, like what if he was somehow related to Bo-Katan and he was just like a jealous brother who wasn't going to be. I the- think we did talk about that. At, uh, I think it was either episode one um, when we were talking about the Dark Saber. But you're saying we don't know if Moff Gideon, I, I mean, if he was a Mandalorian defected right. or if he just took over Mandalore during the purge. And I'm absolutely fine with all these question marks. I'm just in my head trying to piece something together as like, why does Moff Gideon? I mean, obviously the dark saber has a lot of power, but I feel like there's gotta be a more of a reason, but I guess we get, well, we'll, so cool. Yeah, we could find out, but we get like, like we have been talking about, we get the Ahsoka name drop. Like anytime we see Moff Gideon on screen, it's a great one. We get some conversation about the dark saber. Like this episode had it all for 10 me. out of 10 episode for you. Without a doubt, <laughs> man, I, I, I can't not say it was 10 out of 10. Paul, what do you got? Out oh, yeah, of 10? We're doing the ratings, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So if we're talking like legit, maybe a 10 out of 10, I, yeah. I do nine out of 10. I'll give it a nine. Yeah. Maybe not perfect television, but it it's good. right up there. I, yeah, I give it a nine out of ten. Sure, yeah. this was a good one. Yeah, I'm more excited. It was really cool seeing Bo-Katan. Nine out of yeah. ten. This was a solid episode. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what. Yeah. I had fun with this one, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, I say unfortunately, but I've never not enjoyed the standalone episode. So no, I'm yeah, like fine getting a couple more. Of them. Completely agree. Like I said, I'm I'm fine if if the story progresses a little bit slower. We get some standalone episodes, and Ahsoka is the last reveal. I'm fine with that. I would be really excited if next episode we go back to Tatooine because I would I would like to see Boba Fett this season. <laughs> oh, that would be so that would be so nice. Boba yeah. Fett was awesome. All right. Take us out, homie. Let's do it. Keep an eye out for our continued coverage of The Mandalorian all season long. We're going to be following it week to week. Uh, Next episode is going to be Chapter 12. We should have that out for you soon. And as always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thanks for listening. Dank Farrick.